1: It's The Walt Pod! Good to have you all along this evening. Um, With me tonight, I'm joined by Ian. Ian, how are you getting on, mate?
2: I'm good, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Delighted to be getting this done. The, The podcast, that is. I'm absolutely loving it. And with us as well is producer Matt. Producer Matt, how are you getting on?
0: Hi, Ollie. Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Looking forward to the season.
1: Yeah, well, who shouldn't be, because and Town are in the Premier League. What a time to kick off the pod, right, Ian?
2: Yeah, just in time. It's a long time waiting, really, because we've been working on it for a while um, behind the scenes. The spaces have been fantastic over the summer. Uh, the shit summer we've had, to be fair. Um, but they've been really great. Um, carnage, but great. Um, and this is just a little bit of a dialed-down version that we need to sit back, a little bit more information on something people can listen to on the way to work.
1: Yeah, well, a touch more structure, go through it. It'll be fun structure, though, um, where, where we, you know, talk about the news, everything that's been happening during the week. And, of course, spaces are moving post-match so everyone can get involved after a game. Uh, hopefully, once we beat beaten Brighton and then everyone can, you know, pile in. The drunker, the better, really.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there'll be less drinking on the pods, I guess. A little bit of drinking, but less drinking and... uh and more information, a little bit more structure. Uh, not to take anything away from the spaces. We absolutely love them. We love having a, everybody on. Uh, but we're a Premier League pod as well, so uh, looking forward to it.
1: We should kick this off with um, the segment, the new segment that we've dubbed, I Heard It Through Rowan's Grapevine. So we had the Bochum game, and thank you, Teddy, for teaching me how to pronounce Bochum. We lost the first one 2-1, and then we won the second one 3-1. In the first game, it was a Lockyer goal from a Giles corner, great header. And in the second game, where we won 3-1, it was a berry double with Elijah Debeo getting on the end of a Doughty cross from the right, where he was playing right wing back. Um, Ian, you didn't get a chance to go out there, but your brother went out. And uh, h- how
2: was his experience? Yeah, my dad and my brother both went out there. Um, they drove, actually, but uh, they really enjoyed it. You know, it was, obviously, it was a good test for Luton, but also it was good to have some reward for, you know, to the fans that have been to places like Alfreton and Ebsfleet. Um It's just, it was such a good game for us to get abroad, something a little bit different a bundesliga team and and be competing with them as well uh it was like a proper pre-season you know we weren't playing like a man united b team or something like that of, of of yesteryear but um so it was a really good test um and it was great for everyone to be rewarded with that and everyone to have a few beers and sing the fuck fuck the fa song and you know all those things all the good stuff
1: yeah it's a bit different isn't it it's um you look at all the pictures and you just see those massive trays of beer, uh, like the litre glasses that are just strewn across the terraces. It's fantastic. And that that's something I wish that we had in in England. But obviously you can't drink in view of the pitch. But I just feel it adds so much to the atmosphere. It was a bit of a concern, though, because um, both Jordan Clark and Dan Potts were stretched off from you know, what we've heard. Jordan Clark, you know, he might he might not even make it to Brighton. He could be facing a bit of a longer stretch on the sidelines. Dan Potts, no, no idea about his injury, but how much of a miss could they be?
2: Yeah, I mean, Dan, Dan Potts, I suppose you, you, you kind of guess he's on the peripheral, on the, on the bench kind of thing. Um, Clark probably a bit more of a miss than Potts, although we do need our centre-backs at the moment. But, you know, clickers are... are one of our major creative outlets, and it'd be a shame if he, he he is on the sidelines. Either of them, really, because they've helped us get to where we are this Saturday. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to take, and this is the the, the risk you you take when you're in competitive preseason games. Um, but Touchwood, hopefully they're both okay. I think Pots isn't as, as bad as first feared, but Clicker, maybe so. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what the results of the scans are and hopefully get them back soon um, we know we've got a good Vizio team that get players back quickly so I'm not, not really uh, concerned too much um, and we've got some more players to come in to fill some gaps for now I think as well So,
1: yeah well, well we do we do indeed with the Potts injury I'm, I'm a bit concerned because we have six defenders and three of them are injured Potts, Gabe and um Burke all injured so that leaves us with Bell Lockyer, and uh, Anderson playing uh, playing the right center back role when in reality he's a he should be in the middle of the back three i don't know how how are you how are you so calm right now with with Brighton just four days away
2: look Luton always seem to find a way um we've got a team of fighters out there these things will happen. It happened to us last season. We had injuries all over the, the back line, really, including Potts, including Osho, including Burke. And we still we still pull, pulled out some right results. So, you know, Luton always kind of find a way to, to get there. Sometimes if we've got a full, clean bill of health, it seems almost too lucky and too easy. And we haven't got to go against the wind. Whereas with us, it'll come up. It'll be fine. I wouldn't worry too much. We're only going up against Brian.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not like they finished 6th in the league <laughs> or anything.
2: Uh, yeah, a, they a are a good mate. team. They're a good team. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah.
1: So, on to a little bit of transfer news. Uh, Hannibal is apparently not joining us. Um, allegedly, some people spoke to Gary Sweet, and Gary Sweet said his agent was a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that?
2: Sounds about right. Kind of like uh, father like son syndrome. Hannibal can be a bit of a dick sometimes, I think. Um, You know, he's, he's like that on the pitch. I don't know. Maybe he feels like the move to Luton was a bit beneath him. Maitland Niles was the same. You know, and they're the types of characters that we don't want but they're also the types of characters that careers just fizzle out because they're not willing to put in the hard work, you know, and make the right moves. Plenty have made the right move and come to Luton, and their careers have come to full bloom, if you like. Um, they've given us a chance. Obviously, that's not the case with Hannibal and his dickhead of an agent. Apparently, uh, Maitland niles agent was similar. Um, you know, he was uh, very bullshit about coming down from Arsenal to Luton. Um but it is what it is. You're gonna get that. You know, we're in the Premier League now. Um the Premier League boys aren't made of the same stuff as the the Hardened Luton players that we have in our squad, so just one of those things. And well done on Gary for, you know, turning that deal down if you like.
1: Yeah, to to be fair, it it's so important to sort of turn that down and and realize, oh, it's not for us. Because it's very easy to say, "Oh, yeah, we can get you on loan from Man United. You're a good player. You're you're regarded very highly." But it was very good of Gary to stop that in its tracks and say, "You're going to be a bad fit. You're going to be like a Jason Cummings in the in the changing room. You're going to disrupt what we have going." Essentially, we we have a no dickheads policy here at Luton, and I'm delighted. I think it's uh, a very sensible turned down from, from our points. Um it, it's more likely that we we sort of walked away than, than he decided not to because why wouldn't he want to be a starter in a Premier League team? It's just, you know, makes complete sense for on his part.
2: Yeah, I mean that's up to him. And you know, that that move's a bit of a, a small risk for us anyway, in terms of how decent he was gonna be, you know, he's there's obviously a player there. But he's not showed it over long periods of time. And, you know, and and that was a chance for him to be able to do that in the Premier League. Maybe he he will go to another Premier League club this season. I I doubt it. I think we were probably a good fit for him, Um, especially with Chong being there. You would have thought there would have been some some form of uh, friendship there that that would have built that. But it is what it is, and we move on, you know. I'm highly confident that we will replace. that vacancy with someone that's of a better attitude and experience so
1: yeah well i'm sure him and chong share hairdressing secrets but also uh he he would have had a good friend in john ruddy who you know it's been sort of battered around twitter and social media that um so we broke that news sort of last week that um we're in for john ruddy maybe even two weeks ago but then Later, a week after we broke it, Alan Nixon and Mike McGrath got on, got in on the act. And um, then there's been a reported fee of 750k being knocked around. We can sort of say that it's imminent and uh, Chong will have a friend, but unfortunately Hannibal won't be there to play.
2: Yeah, that, that you know, it's a really good move, actually. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to be starting, Ruddy, but that fee is a good move for us. He's a solid enough keeper. He's got experience in the Premier League. He can, you know, I'm sure we want him to bulk up our Premier League experiences. At, I think, what are we on, like 56 or something like that? Rough, rough, uh, most of them in Akamba. So we we want to bulk up a little bit of Premier League experience with the additions that we've already made. So he fits that. But also, you know, he's he's had some solid games. I, haven't, I can't profess to have watched Birmingham a lot last season, but obviously I watched him against us. And I think you reminded me, actually, you know, he did have an absolute blinder. You know, we should have won that game by a few goals and we didn't because of him. So um, he's a good shot stopper. He's a big lad. I think it's a good addition for the price, really. We can't yeah, he claims
1: everything in the air as well.
2: Yeah. Well, every single argument, ball that came in. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, big boy. Big good boy, mate. strong. Yeah. No, I think he'll be a very good addition. Um, 750k, it's quite funny considering that that's more than we paid for a lot of our fees until we were in the Premier League. But I guess now that's Premier League tax and we're, we're taking another team's first choice goalkeeper to sit on our bench. So I guess 750k, that's the price. The price is the price, yo. But I'm, I'm well, excited. I let think me it's ask a good you this question. Add. Yeah.
2: Let me ask you this, this question, Ollie. Do you think he's better than Sluger was?
1: Without doubt. Yes. He's better than okay. Sluger. He's got ton so he's a ton more
2: experience. So, yeah. So he's cheaper than cheaper than Sluger was. I think we got did we get six hundred and fifty K back for Sluger when we sold him up? Yeah. You know, it's not bad dealings really, is it? Um I think he's a I I do think he's a better keeper. I know, obviously, we've gone up a league, so it's completely different. And we had Sligo when we were in the bottom reaches of the championship, but but still, for the money, it's really good.
1: Well, when you put it that way, I'm convinced. I think that we're actually pulling down Birmingham's trousers now and uh, robbing them blind because they're <laughs> they're losing a really good keeper. It's interesting to see who they replace him with because obviously Ruddy hasn't tra- um, hasn't travelled with them tonight for their Carabao Cup game so we we could see ruddy in at luton like you know this week it's it's imminent as we as we just said
2: yeah potentially i mean it doesn't mean he was going to travel to a carabao cup game does it but um i think the word on the ground is that birmingham need to replace him before he comes to us um so whether they have something in the pipeline or not whether it's a loan or whatever it might be um i think they need the money as well so and I think they, they feel like that's an okay fee. I don't think their fans think it's an okay fee, but the club do. So I think that'll probably go through, like like you say, this week at some point.
1: Yeah. Um, well, hopefully Tom Brady finds the replacement. It's Tom Brady that now owns Birmingham, right? Uh,
2: yeah, but it's like a minuscule amount. It's, it's it's not anything significant. He's a minority shareholder. So um, oh, it's odd to go into, isn't it? Um, all these... Uh, USA footballs by, by yeah it seems the same at Burnley. It's just a PR thing, isn't it? I think more than anything, and, you know, something for um you know, after the whole Wrexham story and the Hollywood thing and English football, it's been romanced a little bit, so Tom Brady puts in a fiver and gets a couple of posts on Instagram. You know, it's one of those things.
1: <laughs> Pro- probably a touch more than a fiver, although they were in dire financial problems. Um so, possibly more than a fiver, maybe a tenner. Maybe it's only Birmingham. And now, a word from our sponsors. So, we have partnered with two companies, Beard Surgeon and Black Star. And as part of our partnership with these two companies, we'll be doing monthly giveaways for those with beards, like me ian and matt it'll be beard oils but also with blackstar you'll be in with a chance of winning these bluetooth amp speakers the fly three they're pretty nifty ian what was your experience like using using the the beard surgeon beard oil it was transformative for you wasn't it
2: you're laughing for (laughs) yeah it was it was great do you know do you know what it's? It's a. Let's start. Oh, it's a very. It is a very good product. I know we've got to say that because it's our sponsors, but it actually is. When the the deal first came about, you were harping on, which you do a lot actually. But how good they were and how nice they they um, make your beard smell. This, that, and the other. And then obviously the sent as a care package. Just started using it. It was it was really good. I used it every day for about a week, and then obviously. I had the big accident on the motorway and the lorry went into the back of my van and therefore and I was away for the weekend and so I had my beard holes with me they're in the back of the van and now they're not with me because they're currently in a place where the van's written off they're in the back of there so I've had to order some more but um so yeah I'm missing them they're really great um having to use bulldog at the moment which isn't great but I've ordered some more so hopefully we'll get that back soon and You know, it'll be a chance for some of the Luton Town supporters that do have beards. You know, it's a local company, so it's not a national. We wanted to have a company that is relatively local and and understand what we're about, and they fit that mould, you know. We turned down lots of betting money um, to to sponsor the show, but we don't want to do that. So we we decided to go with local companies, and these two are. So, you know, it's great. Not going to get my van back, though.
1: No, no, or or your beard oil. Um, you, you have to, you have to buy some. More important, you know, you yeah. you can use our handy yeah. discount code, walked fifteen, when you purchase beard surgeon oil through the website. It's a very good value because you get the moisturizing social, the balm. Way. Oh yeah, of course, of course. You know, we've got to let people know about it. So you get a nice moisturizing balm that you you rub in the palm of your hand, then you drop some beard oil onto it, and then. Slaver it all over your beard and I have to say I'd, I'd been putting beard oil on wrong all my life until I met the beard surgeon and now Ian let's take a look uh, ahead to the Brighton fixture and have a look at um, who are going to be our picks for Luton Town players in FPL so I'm not a fan of FPL. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm a fan tracks boy, but I will play it for the novelty. What about you In? who who you got for, from the Luton town team? Well,
2: you know what? I, I'm the kind of person like many that will start playing it and let it fizzle out over the season. But I suppose we better play it a little bit more this season. Cause obviously we're actually in the Premier League. Um, it's a difficult one because you got to look with Luton. You got to look at who's going to be busy, who can potentially earn, earn you some points. But I think I'll be looking for other players to earn me some points, and actually then putting in maybe some chances. I'll probably go with Kabore, Nicamba and Adibayo as my well big choices.
1: Well, I, I will tell you right there, putting Nakamba the in to your fancy Premier League with the absolutely. Terrible scoring on that platform. Nakamba's is not going to get you many points. Kabore is a good. Tell pick, me though. why.
2: Tell me why.
1: Because uh, on FPL, you're only rewarded for goals, assists, clean sheets, and arbitrarily assigned bonus points. So, for instance, in a fan track system, Nakamba would be an incredibly good pickup because. You'd be getting the interceptions, the tackles, all that beautiful stuff that he does throughout a game. By an FPL,
2: yeah, yeah, not so much.
1: It. Yeah, but Kabore is a good shout. He really is. Um, I'll pick my team, but it probably will fizzle out as I'll pay a lot more attention to my fan tracks team. Uh, I had Doughty, but I picked the team before Giles got signed in um, to Luton. There's going to be a rotation risk between Doughty and Giles, but I guess we'll have to see like who kicks off the season. Really,
2: yeah, it will be interesting to see. Actually, um, who do you think is going to start, Doughty or Giles? Ooh, I, th- I, so I think it's I think it's going to be Doughty. I, I just think that that the respect he deserves from getting us there is probably going to make. Is it? Is it? It's a difficult one, you see. So half of my brain there was thinking the loyalty to show to Dowerty because he got us there, but then half of me thinks Rob well, Edwards is probably gonna use his head more than being sentimental, right? So it's a difficult choice. Um but but Giles has been superb in season. Dowerty's been superb, so whoever he picks, um, will do very well, I think.
1: Well there there are still signings to come in. Um so I think Rob Edwards will pick Probably not in those mostly spaces, the same
2: though. team. Probably not in those spaces, though.
1: Yeah, not, not in those spaces. But we're pretty stacked to the left wing back position. Uh, right wing back, Kabore just automatically subs in straight for Drame. It is a tough one, but I think in the middle of the part, Nakamba retains his position. The, the new signings will, will take a couple of weeks to bed in. So it is an interesting one. I don't think the, the, the lineup will change. Over the next couple of weeks, so that is an almost certainty. It really is. Um, it's going to be tough to pick players for the FPL that are going to be nailed on. Really, in my opinion, anyway.
2: Yeah, there'll be a lot of chopping and changing, won't they? Um, but it'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd be, you know, it's great to see see the Luton players in there. Finally, we we'll just have to see how it goes. I think we, we we're going to launch a. Uh, uh, we are Loot Town League, so we'll put them codes out there on the Walt Pod League, and then everyone can join and, and bat against us, or, and we can bat against you. So um that'll be fun. I'll try and keep it going. Um, we with a little bit more focus than we did last year.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, Ian, do you know why this pod is different from other pods? Because there's a joke in here.
2: I couldn't tell you, mate. <laughs>
0: Uh, time to see if i can make these guys laugh
1: go on matt (laughs) it's your time to shine
0: so let's see if this works Uh, an old man calls his son and says listen your mother and i are getting divorced 45 years of misery is enough dad what are you talking about the sun screams We can't stand the sight of each other any longer, he says. I'm sick of her face, sick of talking about this. Call your sister and tell her. And he hangs up. Now the son's worried. He calls his sister. She says, like hell, they're getting divorced. She calls her father immediately and says, you're not getting divorced. Don't do another thing. The two of us are flying home tomorrow to talk about this. Until then, don't call a lawyer. Don't file a paper. Do you hear me? And she hangs up the phone. The old man turns to his wife and says, okay, they're both coming home for Christmas and paying their own airfares. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Smashed Actually, it. You know what? It resonates so much because I, I have a, uh, a nearly 16-year-old boy and a, a teenage girl which, uh, you know, bleed me dry. So it resonates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great delivery as well. You had me... You had me laughing all the way through. That was smashed it, Matt. Well done. Well done. Um, well done. But, Matt, you, you're not off the hook yet because it's now time for Discord and Telegram questions.
0: Wow, two sections in a row. You really do spoil me, Ollie. Okay, so yeah, the format for this is I'm going to go through a list of Discord and Telegram questions. I'll ask you guys the questions. I'll say who the questions are from. Occasionally, I'll pipe in with a couple of answers of my own. Uh, So let's get things kicked off. Uh, First question is from Matt LTFC off of the Discord. He said, each person on the panel, what are you most excited or concerned about from a tactical perspective ahead of the season? Let's go with you first, Ollie.
1: I suppose I'm quite concerned about, um, well... I can't talk about our defensive depth right now because he says from a tactical perspective. I guess I'm excited by... I'll start with the excited. Uh, I'm excited by all the ability we have to deliver a ball into the box uh, this season. Um, concerned about that that we get found out, quite simply put, um, because we, we do have a set way of playing. Sure, we can switch it up a bit, but... You know, even if we do try and play a bit of football, you know, in the Premier League, there are, there are teams that are going to play much better football than us.
0: Ian, over to you.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know what of much there is to be concerned about. And the reason I say that is we know what we've got to expect. It's going to be a tough league. Um, we know exactly where we're at. I think that um, we've just got to ride the roller coaster and enjoy it, you know. Um I think as long as we play the Luton way and we don't succumb to any pressure to do anything else, I think we'll be just fine. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I think, I think and hope that it's going to be a refreshing change for the Premier League to have a team like us in there. Um, you know, we're not just long bowl merchants. We can play a bit of football. We like to attack fast. Um, we are physical. We are athletic, and I think. You know, they're great attributes at any level. And I think that, you know, the, the Premier League will benefit from a team like that. Yes, we will have the odd bad result, probably a few bad results thrown in there. But I think concern would probably be the wrong word for me. I, I'm, I'm not worried. You know, I know we'll be there thereabouts in the relegation zone. But I also think that we've got a, a nice chance of, of staying up if we if we stick to our guns. So, Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to, to Rob Edwards putting his wits against some, some of the top managers out there because he deserves it as well.
0: Okay, thank you, Ian. Uh, yeah, now we've got another question, uh, which is actually a follow-up from Texas Hatter, also from the Discord. He said, as a follow-up to Matt's previous question, how do you see Rob Edwards setting the team out tactically in the Premier League versus what we saw in the latter stages of the Championship? Let's go back to you, Ian.
2: I don't actually think it's going to be uh, too much different. You know, I think he'll go with small incremental changes like he did when he took over from Nathan Jones. Um, I don't think he's going to want to rock the boat too much. Um, I think like we've seen in pre-season and we saw in periods of the Wolves game, we, we tried to gain possession a little bit more. Obviously, we're going to need to be even better in out of possession than we were last year because obviously it's a completely different challenge in the Premier League. But I I just think it'll be small tactical changes. I think we'll want to hold the ball more. We will clearly want to press as much as we can as a defensive tactic, um, which obviously we know we're good at. But yeah, it'll be small incremental changes. I, I, I don't see him reverting to a wholly possession-based tactic. Um, I think we'll see incremental changes over the the course of the year.
1: I I find myself uh, agreeing with with Ian here. I don't see us making a change to the formation that we got set up. It will be mostly a case of making sure we are better with the ball with a real point to punish teams on transitions. Counter-attacks are going to be key here. Uh, We're not going to see a lot of the ball. And I think Everything's going to be, all the work's going to be put into the players to make sure that they know what we need to do and what Rob Edwards needs out of the players this season.
0: Okay, Uh, next question is from JH on the Telegram. He said, given a guaranteed option, would you prefer an FA Cup final win this season or guaranteed survival? So I'll quickly just add my opinion in this one. I think I would prefer guaranteed survival, over the FA Cup win. I feel like it adds a bit of longevity to the club, adds a bit more money um, and kind of guarantees our future. Ian, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I understand that, the thought process behind that. Obviously, a- another season in the Premier League means, you know, upwards of £200 million and we can build again. And But for me, I think, you know, I'd have to take a guaranteed FA Cup trophy, Um Just because, you know, money comes and goes, periods in in Luton Towns um, rise up and down the leagues, come and go. We know that, we've seen that. Anything could happen and, you know, anything could happen to the money that we, we have from the income from a second season in the Premier League. But I think, you know, another trophy in the cabinet, a prestigious one at that, you know, the FA Cup, I'd have to go for that you know, in in twenty thirty years' time, we're not going to be talking about income that's coming from a second season in the Premiership. We'll be talking fondly of a, an FA Cup win similar to the Littlewoods Cup win that we had. So I think for me, it would have to be that, but I fully understand, you know, how big the money is that that would potentially come in if we stayed in the Premier League. You know, it's a tough one though, real tough
0: one. Ollie, how about you?
1: I find myself completely disagreeing with that. I'm not very keen on... Winning the FA Cup, if it meant that we were to get relegated from the Premier League, I'd much rather stake our claim in the Premier League and, and build from here. Sure, it's nice to win an FA Cup. It, it's very nice and it's it's a major trophy that you can always point to. But if it meant going out early-ish in the FA Cup this season, just to focus on the league as well as the Carabao Cup, I'd, I'd take that if it meant surviving in the Premier League, just for the windfall that it could it could give us. Uh, that, that Ian mentioned it means it means a lot more in terms of the finances for the club.
0: Okay, next question is from Steve, also from Telegram. He said, "What positions still need strength in depth?" Ollie, back to you.
1: Well, I think we still need a centre back. I've I've had my eye on James Bree. I think he'd be perfect for exactly what we need with um, the injuries to Gabe Osho, Reese Burke, uh, and also Dan Potts. Although we got Amari Bell filling in left centre back. I feel Bree would really fill that position. In addition to that, you know, an extra central midfielder, what, what, what with Louis Watson potentially going out on loan, and a forward, which uh, I, be- I believe um, we will be resolving later on this week uh, with Jacob Brown potentially coming in uh, from Stoke City.
0: Ian, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, similar really. I think that James Bree would be a, a great option at right centre-back in terms of... Um, bringing in a cheaper option. I know a lot of Luton fans would disagree and, you know, we don't want to go back over old ground, this, that and the other. But if actually, if you look at it in isolation, he played well in that position. Um, he played well a couple of times for Southampton last year in that position. We've got to look at our budgets. We do need some cover there. He can cover uh, right back. He can cover right centre back. So I think he would be a great option. It looks like Roddy is going to sign um, pending Birmingham, getting cover there. So that's kind of covered. Um, I think we need a ball carrier in midfield. Another one that that'll that'll really bring everything together. Um, hopefully, with a bit of Premier League experience. And yeah, I think we heard this evening that the Jacob Brown deal is is pretty much there. So again, um, you know, he he's not a, a massive one for goals and assists, but he's he's an absolute pressing machine. Um, he'll give um, a bit of like relief for. Morris and Adebayo up top. I think he's actually uh, an astute signing. I understand he hasn't pulled up trees if you like at Stoke, but Stoke fans really rate him. I really rate him. Um I think he'll be a good signing for us actually. But I yeah, understand well, how well, uh, uh, well, uh, Alfie, Alfie, Alfie would think.
1: hadn't pulled up trees either, had he? At Stoke.
2: Well, no. I think he was just pulling hamstrings, I think, but um <laughs> he you know, he did very well for us uh, and um we we're very happy with him, and if uh, Jacob Brown is anything like Alfie Dowerty, we've got another fantastic player in our hands. And you know, we've got history in, in getting the best out of players, and I think we'll we'll get the best out of him. He's got uh, another few levels to him, I think, so um, he'll be great. But they're the positions for me. I think if we can do that, you kind of take in your level of uh decent preseason
0: um, signings to uh, very decent. Okay, that brings us nicely into the next question. Lewis from Telegram said. How do you feel about our transfer business so far out of 10? Uh, I'm going to quickly just say, I think so far, I'd probably give us maybe an eight out of 10. I think we've done really well with what we've brought in, covered a lot of our positions that need positions covered. That's probably about it. How about you, Ollie?
1: Uh, For now, until until, um, we do get Jacob Brown in the door, I'm probably also at a eight out of ten. I I would say once we get Ruddy in, Jacob Brown in, potentially another centre back, and um, you know a ball carrying central midfielder, then that that's a ten out of ten for me. But currently, eight point five.
2: I kind of agree with you guys. Really, I'm I'm, I'm really happy with our business. Um, happy with the way that we've gone about it, the signings that we've made, and and the. You know that the mixture of some experience and some some younger potential players that have got more levels to their game that can potentially be assets in the future as well um, they all look to be the type of characters that we would normally sign um, which we know is a, is a big part of the success of our of our rise up the league so you know I'm happy at the moment but like I said if if we can get you know a, a decent strike and we'd bringing Jacob Browning, um, another midfielder. And I think, you know, centre-back is quite pivotal. I think, you know, you're looking at a nine or a 10. You know, if we look at it from the outside of Luton Town and our little echo chamber here, I think, you know, other supporters would say, why would you rate that so highly? You know, you've only signed these. It's nothing like the signings that Notts Forest made, for example, last season. Um, but, our recruitment policy is completely different to theirs, you know, and we operate in a completely different way and we work a few transfer windows ahead. Um, and this these kind of deals show that. So I'm really happy. Um, I think if we can get them deals over the line assigned, then we're in good
0: shape. We're in good shape. Okay, the next question is from Nick Tomlin, also from Telegram. This will probably be a bit of a quick one because we've answered a few of these already. Will the stadium be ready, Ian? Yep. Do we need another striker and who, Ollie? We,
1: we do need another striker and I think that's getting resolved.
0: And the same question about a defender, Ian.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do. I think we need another centre-back with the, the, the Potts injury. Um, Gabe and Burke um, seemingly have an injury or two in them in the season as well. I think we need some more cover and probably numbers in that area. So yes, yes, yes for me.
0: Okay, and finally, the last question from Dara from Telegram. Uh, if you could add one player from League One and below to our squad, who would you choose and why? Ollie,
1: Oh, that's a that's a tough one. That, that's a tough question. I, I find myself going for Ronnie Edwards. Highly highly thought of, highly valued, expensive. What, what is it that Peterborough want for him? Like 8 mil? If we could get him for not 8 million, because I, I feel you're paying an English tax and just because he's in England under 21 international it just automatically boosts the price. But for me, he's a ball-playing centre-back. He's highly rated, highly regarded. I'd, I'd take him.
0: How about you, Ian?
2: Uh, I'll make it quick. Devante Cole-Barnsley. Already scored a hat-trick this season in the first game of the season. Um, I've him for quite a while. Fits all the criteria. Um, athletic. Big lad. Can score goals. And he's from Barnsley, so... Um I genuinely feel that he will be a Luton signing one day. I think he's that one that he's maybe one or two seasons behind at the moment. I think you kinda of leave him there for a bit to see how he progresses and he's one potentially for the future. I'd like I'd like to have him. It's a good sign.
1: Three things are certain in life. Death, taxes and Luton and signing Barnsley players.
2: Well, exactly, exactly. And uh, we're seeing that again with uh, Jacob Brown, you know, um, they've either got to have lived near Barnsley or played for Barnsley in, in, in some shape or form and therefore they come onto our radar. <laughs> it's, it's very peculiar. I don't know if it, you see it elsewhere, but I suppose the whole uh, Southampton and Liverpool scenario was a situation at one point that seems to have drained off, but they're certainly our feeder team, aren't they? Uh,
0: if you want to get questions in, There'll be information of how to do that uh, on all of the socials.
1: Thanks, Matt. That was absolutely great. And thank you for all the questions, everyone, on Telegram and Discord. Uh, Next up, we have a game. It's called Hatter or Lower. So the game is Hatter or Lower. In this game... We have a look at Hatter's Heritage, pull up 20 names, and then I ask the guest who played more, player A or player B. And if if you haven't had a chance to check out Hatter's Heritage, I recommend it. It's uh, the website Preserving Luton Town's History, and that's where we get all the appearance figures from. So this week, it's Ian. Ian, how are you feeling ahead of Hatter or Lower?
2: I'm excited and nervous. Um, I'm never very good at these things, but I always go with my gut instinct. So um, it's always better if it's quick fire and I don't think about it. So uh, let's have a stab. Let's see if I can get a good score.
1: All right. Well, you know, on the on the bright side, at the end of this, regardless of of what happens today, you're going to be top of the leaderboard. So just remember that.
2: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So first up, in Hatter or Lower, who played more for Luton, Graham Alexander? or Sol Davis?
2: Graham Alexander.
1: Incorrect. Graham Alexander played 183 times for Luton, and Sol Davis, 229. Next up, this who played so more? Hard.
2: It's harder than it thinks.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We'll get Simon Pitts on in a couple of weeks, so he'll just be top of the leaderboard.
2: So, uh, who played yeah, more? they would like Mastermind, won't
1: they? Yeah. yeah if you went on mastermind it'd be his special question wouldn't it loose in town who played more jordan cook or stuart fraser fraser correct jordan cook played 58 times stuart fraser 62 next up goalkeepers who played more andy dibble or nathan abbey dibble Incorrect. Andy Dibble played 39 times to Luton. Nathan Abbey, 68. I guess people just sort of think Dibble was a fixture around Luton Town because he was crucial in the Littlewoods Cup.
2: It's not that. Next up. I, I, don't, rem- I don't remember uh, Nathan Abbey playing that many uh, many times, but clearly he did. I know we had a few uh, goalkeeper issues around that time, so it uh, kind of makes sense, but uh, yeah. Next. Oh yeah
1: yeah next up who played more Chris Coyne or Emerson Boyce
2: it's got to be Chris Coyne hasn't
1: it correct Chris Coyne 252 appearances versus Emerson Boyce's 212 it's a lot of appearances for both of them next up yeah yeah who played more Dean Crowe or Matthew Barnes Homer
2: uh, dean crow
1: incorrect dean crow 78 games for luton matthew barnes homer 81 it was tight very tight
2: you were making okay. these very tight indeed
1: well wow, yeah that's part of the game isn't it that's part of the game All right next up ian benjamin or adam boyd who played more benjamin Incorrect. Ian Benjamin, 17 games for Luton Town. Remembered for a great goal he scored against Watford. Adam Boyd, 23 games for Luton Town. Next up, who played more? Gary Waddock or Russell Perrott? Waddock. Correct. Gary Waddock, 178 games for Luton Town. Russell Perrott, 109. Don't worry, we're almost there. We're almost there. Who played more? Richard Langley or Sean Farrell? Farrell. Incorrect. Richard Langley played 34 times loose in town. Sean Farrell, 31. Who played more? Ian Foyer or Kelvin Davis?
2: Uh, Ian Foyer.
1: Correct. Ian Foyer played 115 times. Kelvin Davis, 107. So it was really tight. And then we were absolutely fucked when they both left. And the final question. How are the nerves. Oh great. Fantastic. Who played more? Andy Drury or David Bell?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one as well, you know. These are so tight. You could at least give in like a twenty or thirty game gap instead of like six games. Um, I would probably go with see Bell was like a season and a half. Um Drury was a season. Um I'd go with Bell.
1: Correct. Andy Drury played sixty-five times for Luton, whereas David Bell eighty-nine. That's a respectable score. I think you got five out of ten there. Congrats, Ian! Top of the leaderboards. How do you feel about that? Top of the okay. leaderboards for a week at least. Do until You has it's, a go.
2: It's it's a great game. Uh, people who who are listening to the podcast, get in the in the comments. How many you got right out of that? Because it's it's harder than it looks. Uh, my loot knowledge is normally pretty decent, but that, you know, they're so tight. Um, but it's yeah, it's harder than it looks. So we'll see how everyone else fares.
1: Yeah, we're going to get the, um, the leaderboard up on the website so everyone can see what's going on. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for coming along to our debut Premier League podcast. Please check our socials out. We are LutonTown Town on Facebook. You can also check out The Walt Pod on Twitter. We are LutonTown Town on Twitter. We're also on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. And follow across all these socials so you can be involved in our monthly giveaways. We're giving away Beard Surgeon, Beard Oil, Fly Three Bluetooth speakers, and a Loot Town shirt every month. Thank you guys for coming along tonight.